Matthew 18, Jesus is going to give us directions on admonishing a sinner. Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you, that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So we have explicit instructions how to admonish a sinner. In a, in a, in a practical family setting, it might go like this, okay? Olivia's outside sitting on the swing with the baby, feeding a bottle, trying to rock it and get it to sleep. There's a wind blowing, it's a little chilly, so she goes in the house to get a blanket. While she's gone to get her blanket, Benny comes and takes her seat on the swing. She comes back and says, Benny, I need to sit there in that swing. That was my seat. I'm rocking the baby and getting him to sleep. Benny says, get lost. I'm sitting here. So what does she do? She goes and gets Lucy and Claire. And Lucy and Claire and Olivia go approach Benny and say, hey, Benny, you need to get out of that swing. Baby needs to be rocked to sleep in it. Benny says, get lost. No way. So what do they do? They go up the ladder a little further. They go and get Dad. Benny sees Dad walking over. He sees Dad's five times bigger than him. He's got a, a belt around his waist. He says, ooh, I'm getting out of the swing. Or more, or more so in, in a major way. Maybe it'd be like, let's take Sammy, for example. Let's say Sammy decides to become a car thief. Okay? He doesn't want to get a job. He just wants to be a car thief. And he steals cars every day. And he traffics in the parts. Okay? Every, every morning we wake up, there's another car in the driveway. People coming and going, and he's selling stolen parts. Well, Dad will go out there and say, Hey, Sammy, you got to knock this off. Can't be doing this stuff. This is wrong. He says, Get lost, Dad. No way. So Dad goes, and he gets Jackson and Max and Ray and Isaac, and all, all four of them go over there and say, Hey, Sammy. You're going to end up in jail if you keep doing this. you got to knock this off. Get lost. I'm going to keep doing it. So then they go and they get Father John and Bishop David in on it. And they approach Sammy and say, Hey, you're not only going to ruin your life, you're ruining your soul and you're going to go to hell if you keep persisting in this lifestyle. You try to fix things on a very local level and work your way up the command of authority. Now this verse where he says, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He's not speaking to every Christian here. He's speaking to the apostles. He said the same thing to Peter alone. Now collectively to the other 11 apostles, he gives them power to bind and loose also. But collectively. 
Peter has it sing singularly. He can do it himself. The Pope can do it himself. The bishops can bind and loose when they're together in a council. We can see that in the next couple of verses. I say to you, if two of you, two apostles, agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Thus the apostles and their successors have authority to bind and loose on faith, matters of faith and morals when they're in a council, when they're together. The Pope can do it alone. But remember, they can only bind and loose truth. Okay? They can't make up a lie or make up something new that's outside of the deposit of faith and bind and loose that. They can only bind and loose truth. And all truth is contained in the deposit of faith that Jesus gave to the apostles and it's been passed down through the centuries. So their binding and loosing is not new stuff. It's simply safeguarding what Jesus gave to the apostles and has been passed on to us through their successors. The deposit of faith. Our Baltimore Catechism is the second chapter. It says, this is on God's God and his perfections. First question is, what is God? Yesterday the question is, who is God? The answer to that was, God is the maker of heaven and earth and all things. Now it says, what is God? What is he? What is God? Answer, God is a spirit, infinitely perfect. He's not just a spirit. He's a spirit, infinitely perfect. Because the angels are spirits, but they're not infinitely perfect. They're created. God was not created. Did God have a beginning? Answer, no, God had no beginning. He always was, and he always will be. Where is God? God is everywhere. Remember that when you start your mental prayer tomorrow. God is everywhere. Even if you're in the living room, even in your backyard and chair, God is everywhere. If God is everywhere, why do we not see him? We do not see God because he is a pure spirit and cannot be seen with bodily eyes. But you might say, well, what about Jesus? God became man and now he has a body. Well, that's gonna, we're going to cover that in a couple few more chapters after this one on the incarnation. Does God see us? Yes, God sees us and watches over us. Does God know all things? God knows all things, even our most secret thoughts, words, and actions. Can God do all things? Yes, God can do all things, and nothing is hard or impossible to him. And the final question, what are God's perfections? God is all just, all holy, all merciful, as he is infinitely perfect. Today's the Feast of St. Clair. Be nice to your sister Claire today. St. Clair saved her whole convent from intrusions of barbarians by taking the Blessed Sacrament out of the tabernacle. And she walked right up to the barbarians that were charging the gate. And they stopped dead in their tracks. Turned around and left. St. Clair 